It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, Wizards fans? This is your host, the real Ed Oliver and Brandon Scott. The Washington Wizards have picked up West Elmstone Junior, Jr.'s fourth-year option, and we're going to talk about some Wizards injuries. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, thank, you, thank you guys for making Lockdown Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you guys get podcasts with my guy, Brandon Scott, and myself, the real Ed Oliver. So Ava Wallace, she announced today that the Washington Wizards are picking up Wes Unsell Jr.'s fourth-year option. He will be most likely, well, we'll see, but per the contract, he will be here through the 2024-2025 season. Uh, Brandon, what are your thoughts on that? Is this a good or bad move? And then Wizards Media Day was today, but we are going to break down media media day for the rest of the week. We're going to break it up player by player or two players per episode for the rest of the week. And then we got the preseason game next week, October 10th against the NBL team. NBL team. So just stay tuned for that. We're going to break down media day because there was so many guys that talked. There's so many guys on the roster at this point. So we want to give each player their due time, their due diligence, so we can focus on what they have to say. We don't want to rush through each player. But, Brandon, I'm going to get to your thoughts on uh, the Wizards picking up West Hunsell Jr.'s fourth-year option. Um, I, It's kind of 50-50 for me, man. I'm kind of surprised, but I'm not. You know, I know that his, his father's name is linked to the franchise, or his name is linked to the franchise. So that might have had a lot to do with it. Um, How did Ted Leonsis feel about it? That might have had a lot to do with it. Um, I believe that this is going to be an evaluation year under this new front office, but you know, they have, they said a lot of nice things about him. You know, it seems like they want to see how he does with a young team. And then it's going to be interesting to see how Dawkins does with finding the pieces to kind of implement West Sun Seals juniors system, which is a defensive system. Uh, we were very tough on him for, you know, the kind of the lackluster defense for the last couple of years. But, you know, if you look at 
them drafting below Kulabali, who is a defensive-minded player. You know, it's going to be interesting, again, to see if they can find the personnel to implement a system. So I'm surprised, but I'm not, you know, because they with a rebuild, you want stability. And he's you already got, you know, chemistry where, you know, half of the team. And then, of course, you got new additions. But, you know, I think that is it a good or bad move? I think for the sake of familiarity, I think it's a good move. You know, obviously, he's already solidified himself here. But, it, I mean, I'm not going to say pressure, but maybe I am. I mean, that's just a little more pressure to say, look, they're committing. You've got to take that step. You know, you got you definitely want to see him take that step this year as far as – and obviously, we both said it that this year is not going to be really judged on wins or losses. Really, how does these young pieces, you know, Bilal Koulibaly, Denny Avia, Johnny Davis, and, of course, Corey Kispert, how do they evolve? You know, how, do they take that step forward? You know, so I think – it, for right now, it's a good move. I, I know that not a lot of people are high on West Unsell. I get it. I've been tough on them the last couple of years. I get it. But with a rebuild, I also did I also did say that I wanted to see how he would do with a young roster and kind of implement his system. Because again, you know, these last two years, he kind of had a mixed bag of, of rookies or young guys and established veterans and different play styles. And he had to pick and choose. And you mentioned the last episode where Anthony Gill got a lot more minutes than some of these young guys. So it kind of shows the fit of the system and stuff like that. So for right now, it's a, it's a good thing because it's, you know, it's consistent. It's consistency at head coaching, you know. But, again, you know, he's got to take that step because fourth year, I mean, it doesn't mean he can't get fired. <laughs> I mean, right, yeah, you know, that's true. You know, it doesn't mean he can't get fired. I mean, they still brought in coaches. So, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of them saying to him, look, we're committing to you. We want you to take that st- step forward as a coach. So for right now, I think it's a good deal. I mean, I'm, sh- I'm interested to see how West does with his young roster, but, you know, West has got to make some moves, you know, obviously and wins and losses, but he's got to take that step forward as a coach. Right. Yeah, it's a lot of improvement areas for West. Um, you know, you can bring up the ties with his with his dad and the legacy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this, this year it's not going to be judged on wins and losses. Now, West just came out and said that Bilal most likely will be playing in the G League. Does Will Dawkins want that to happen? So they got to have – they got to be together as one. And he, like you just said, too, I brought up last last episode, too, where he likes to play the veterans over the young guys. Yeah. So this year is really going to be on develop, oh, about development, not really going to be about wins and losses. Now, they just hired a bunch of coaches that could possibly replace him. They overhauled the coaching staff. They brought in guys that they want to develop the players. So they're really, really focusing on development really, really hard. So it's going to – how does Bilal look this year? How does Denny look this year? Does Corey make a leap? Does some of the young guys make a leap? Is he going to be playing Shemet a bunch over some young guys? Is he going to be playing Gallo over some young guys? Um, just, uh, you know, how does Jordan Poole look? How, how, how do guys look in this offense? Are they going to push the pace? They really want to push the pace. They want to shoot yeah. the ball better. So a lot of things that I feel like the front office wants to do, can Wes implement that and do that? Now, Wes, you look at his track record, 35 and 47 both seasons. Um, He's been historically a part of a bunch of bad losses. The Clippers lost. We were up by 35. We lose that game at home. Uh, the Nets game at home where we lost by 40. Uh, we gave up 100 points in the paint to the Denver Nuggets. So he, he's been on the bad side of history a lot with his time in D.C. His, his rookie year, I mean, his rookie head coaching year, he had a hard time managing egos, managing guys yeah. in the locker room. You know, guys yeah. were kind of. You know, we heard so many rumors that guys are going, you know, Montrose Harrell, Spencer Dinwiddie, Kuzma, you know, KCP getting going back and forth with each other, fighting fist fights in the uh, going into the locker room, Bertans and Denny not getting along, having a, uh, you know, argument during the game. So 
yeah, it, it was a rough, it's been a rocky, rough two years for West. <laughs> you look at the end of the game situations where he's just giving the ball to Brad, telling Brad to shoot every shot at the end of the game and dribbling off his foot. So no creativity at the end of the game. So yeah, there's definitely some concerns with West. I thought he had some good moments. I thought he got the best out of Porzingis at times. Porzingis, Porzingis looked good. He looked like he had an all-star season. I think West did a good job of getting him open looks and creating shots for him. Uh, but yeah, there's there's some concerns with West. So we'll see what he does with a team with less egos, just young guys, just throwing the ball out there, looking for guys that just want to improve and get better. Can West have more of a voice and more of a control over those guys and, and get the best out of those guys? So that's a big question mark there. And uh, also, yeah, you said he he still could get fired. He still could get, get he still could get fired just because you got an extension or they pick up your fourth year option does not mean that you can't be fired. So they have guys, David Vanderpool and Brian Keith, that if they don't like what they're seeing, they will promote those guys. So, uh, but yeah, Winger and Dawkins have said nothing but good things. Ava Wallace came out with an article from the Washington Post just talking about how Winger and Dawkins and uh, Schlank have said nothing but good things. Of course, they're going to be professional and, and say good things about Weston So Jr. But, um, and I don't think they want to look at like a lame duck head coach because yeah. – he kind of is. It is what it is. You know, they didn't bring him here. <laughs> I thought personally that they should have brought in their own guy. Yeah, yeah. That's what you do. Just like when you get a new coach and a new gym, you get you bring your own quarterback. So, yeah, it, it's interesting, man. We're gonna see how this how this how this works out. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think the reason I said it's a good move, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you said, because they're backing them up. But I'm with yeah. you. I thought they should have brought in. There were so many candidates with playoff experience that. I thought that we should have brought the DC, but here's another fact that I can look at. When's the last time they fired a head coach in the middle of his contract? I mean, you no. Know, if you look at Scotty Brooks, I mean, look at the long <laughs> list of coaches. They played their contracts out. So, I mean, that, that's just that's the thing with Ted Leon says. You know, the coaches stay around for a while. So, you know, and if you look at the name, I mean, no, I mean, it's one thing to have your father's name linked to a franchise. But it's a totally different thing to have your dad's name linked to a franchise where the only championship we've gotten was with this dad. So there's right. a, you know there's a big link there. I think that has a lot to do with it. I think that's a decision on Ted's part. I get it, but we'll see. Because you know, like we both just said, man, he could still be fired, man. But they're giving him a chance to back him up, and that's what the front office needs to do: back up the coach. They're doing all the right things, saying the right things. So it's a good move because it you see how this um, this franchise kind of coming together. You know, you see the players with the chemistry, but front off of this coach, you know, they're they're forming that connection. So that's you know, that's a good thing to see. So yeah, I think I think they do want West to be comfortable. They don't want him to be on edge. And is is West, I don't I I guess they don't want him to be coaching for his job. Like he feels like he's desperate, he's on the hot seat, like he's gotta win a bunch of games. Yeah, they want to give him some time. So I I don't mind it. I think originally they should have went elsewhere went with went in a different direction but it's too late now so they they got him he's still on he's still coaching the team so i guess they might as well write out the contract and they probably don't want to pay another coach already they yeah. probably just want to write out this contract and just pay him kind of like what you brought up with scott brooks they just ended up paying out his contract and they let him play out and then they didn't once his contract ended they didn't bring him back instead of firing and then having to pay all the rest of those contracts so all right we're going to talk about some of these injuries here um but before we do get to that, today's episode is brought to you by Ibotta. It's football season, so that means pizza, wings, and maybe even some buffalo chicken dip. Whatever you prefer at your tailgate, go all out and get cash back on every purchase with Ibotta. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from, from produce to personal care to pantry goods so you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. 
either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. It's that easy. The average I bought a user earns $100 per year. That, that could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. Or you could use your cash back to buy that flight you've been eyeing, that game you're dying to go to, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. You can earn cash back on, on hundreds of online brands and retailers, too, when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Download the Ibotta app now and use code LOCKED to start earning real cash back. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code LOCKED. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code LOCKED. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right. So let's talk about some of these injuries here in training camp. So Daniel Gafford injured his elbow in uh, training camp. Actually, before training camp, training camp hasn't officially started yet. So he hurt his elbow in open gym where they've been practicing. The guys have been practicing together, which is a good thing. But he hurt his elbow. He's going to be sidelined for about three to four weeks. And then Landry Shamet broke his toe, and he's going to be sidelined for, sidelined for two to four weeks as well. Now, if you look at the calendar, the first game of the season today is – they announced this yesterday. Uh, who knows if they already knew about this information. But the first game of the season is – uh, I want to say against the Pacers on October 25th. I got to look that up. But um, yeah, what are your yeah. thoughts about the injuries? Yeah, so today is the second. So if you look at it on pace, they may be back by then, but there's a possibility they could not be ready. But uh, what was your initial reaction to the injuries, and how do you think it affects the big man rotation? I guess we'll start out with the big man rotation first, and then we'll move to Shemet and we'll talk about, like, the shooting guard rotation. Got you. Got you. Um. How does it affect the vision of the team? I mean, we were respected the tank, so it just helps that course. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's going to free up minutes for Johnny Davis, depending on how they do the rotation, uh, depending on who they play at or start at the small forward. You know, if it's Denny, maybe Kisper plays the two, and maybe Bilal plays the three in the second unit. You know, we'll see. So it depends on the rotation, but it definitely frees up minutes for a, a young guy or two to get some minutes. Um, Looking at the center position, that's a whole other story. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, depending on how severe, I mean, three or four weeks, maybe he'll be back, but still, man, um, the, the lack of depth of center is scary. You know, Mike Muscala being that guy is not a knock against Mike Muscala, but, you know, is he the face of the future as center? Nah, man. So is, is, that's a tough one. You know, him and Todd, I think I would expect to see them maybe make a move to add, you know, another piece to the center of the rotation, man, because. You know, if Mike Muscala, and but then again, like we just said, they're they're tanking, so maybe that's the recipe for success. I don't know, but um, to me, I would try to make a move, man. Maybe add a guy on a veteran minimum, add some depth to center because is you're going to the year with Mike Muscala as your starter. So 
I, it all depends on what you want out of this team. I mean, you know what I mean? It's just, that's a tough one because on one hand, you want to say, man, you got two injuries to your rotation, but then we're tanking. So it's kind of like, are they good? Are they bad? You know? So, but, you know, going to Shemet, man, um, definitely frees up minutes, you know, especially if he's not ready to go with frees up minutes. Obviously, may take a hit to him having, you know, bring his value up as far as getting playing time, but I'm not too concerned with Shemet's injury. You know, I hope he, I hope he gets well. I'm not saying it. You know, I hope he, you know, definitely Godspeed on his recovery, man. But, you know, center position is a little scary, man, because of the lack of depth. I think the only negative thing I had about this offseason with this front office was just the lack of depth at center. You know, we've we said a lot of names, you know, this year with Bobo. I thought we should have gave a chance. You know, list goes on Mo Bamba. You know, we both thought that Christian Wood was probably not realistic, but um, I think they should definitely add a PC. So, yeah, we'll see. It's, it's cutting it close to the Indiana game, man. So should I? Should you be concerned? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say you should because then we're rebuilding. But you still want to see Gaff kind of get that time in, man. And that's the thing about preseason. Um, I'm gonna kind of use another sport, football, right? Joe Burrow's ain't looking too good, homie. <laughs> and why yeah. is that? You know. You didn't play in the preseason. You can kind of say, look, you know, Aaron Rodgers is not known for playing the preseason, but look, you had a lot of injuries. So the preseason is important, you know, to getting that, you know, getting your body acclimated to the, the grind of the season. So, you know, Gaff, how, how long does it take for these two guys to kind of get their feet running into the new NBA season? That's my question. So we'll see, man. Um, it could be bad, could be good, depending on what way you look at it. But, you know, death can be a good thing until you ain't got it. And we're starting to hurt at the center position a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are. Uh, Gafford is a guy who definitely can get, you know, get two quick fouls in the first yeah. quarter. We've seen him set an illegal screen, go for a pump fake. Uh, Joel Embiid, he gets him in foul. He always gets Gafford in foul trouble very quickly. Uh, anytime he goes up against a big that's just kind of stronger or bigger than him, he usually struggles. Uh, but I, I am a big Gafford fan. But, I mean, how many games did Gafford play last year? So our depth is really bad at the, at the center position. And, um, and even Danilo Gallinari talked about it today. We're going to talk about Gallinari, his press conference later you know, later on in the week. But Gallinari said that he is going to be playing at the five. Gafford played in 78 games last year, which is pretty darn good. Yeah. But, I mean, the depth is just not good. We got Mascala, who's your back, who's our backup big. Todd Gibson, who's, what, 38, four years old as our, yeah. as our third string center. So he, he may have to play. Xavier Cooks, if he makes the roster, he's going to be the fourth string center. So there's just not much depth at all, and there's not much resistance defensively. I mean, other bigs are just automatically going to get a double-double against us, and they automatically got double-doubles against the last year. Anthony Davis had 55 and 14. Joel Embiid, always, he puts it on the clinic against everybody, Jokic, <laughs> yeah. uh, all the other bigs, but Vukcevic and Valanciunas, Steven Adams, they usually dominate the Wizards when they when they played against them last year. So, yeah, the big man spot. And you look at last year with the Thunder, they kind of played small ball. If Will Dawkins is looking for something like that, they did bring in Chet Holmgren. So they didn't initially plan on doing that, but they they did look good playing small small ball with Giddy, Jalen Williams, and uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander, Lou Dort. So that was like a four man lineup of guys who were you know six eight, six nine, and under. So Denny may have to play the five. Kuz may have to play the five. We may just have, and they, they talked about a lot, a lot today. Once again, we'll talk about uh, some of the pressures, but they did say they want to push the pace and run fast. So yeah. that's one. That's the only way they're going to get around and play small ball and get around just not really having. Uh, much center depth or center presence at all. So uh, our center spot just gets thinner and thinner. And you brought it up too again. I mean, there's so many guys that they could have signed. I mean, Bull Bull. And it didn't yeah. even have to be a big name guy. Just have a body out there. I mean, Nemus Kata, uh got weighed by the Kings. 
the guy from the Boban Marjanovic, he's seven for seven. I wouldn't sign him, but still, I mean, that's somebody who does all the State Farm commercials and uh, played <laughs> on the um, played on Mavericks. Christian Wood, I didn't think we were going to bring him in. Yeah. That's another big name guy that was a center that that we could have picked up. But there's there's just a lot of centers that that were out there that were that were available that we definitely could have gotten. Uh, Nerlens Knowles even available. I, I, I'm not banging on the table to sign some of these guys, but yeah, Bull Bull. I think yeah, that, you brought him up. That I think that would have been a good option to bring in and develop a guy that we could have drafted in the second round. So yeah, there, there's just so many guys, so many ways they could have went about the center position. But I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna get upset about it because I know they have they have a plan this year, and the plan is is to get the best draft position that they can get because they don't want to lose that first round pick. Because if they get worse than twelve, then they lose the first round pick. Um. Yeah. Go ahead. Nah. Yeah. Congratulations. You're on the right. road to that pick. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I'll, I'll touch on Shamet real or talk about Shamet real quick. Yeah. I mean, if he if he is a broken toe, so he could be back for the for the first game of the season. Yeah. But just if he is out of the rotation, let's say we're in November or December, and he's out of the rotation, or he's traded, then Johnny Davis has the opportunity to step up where he can get more minutes. Um, Corey Kispert. I think Corey Kispert will get minutes regardless whether Shemet's yeah. there or not. Jordan, same thing with Jordan Poole. But guys like Johnny Davis can step up. I think Landry Shemet is a guy that really, really is going to be in the way of Johnny Davis's minutes. And I'm not just going to make excuses for Johnny Davis at all because he's going to have to earn his minutes, of course. Yeah. But the fact that you have a veteran that is really not in your future, and Johnny may not be in their future plans either. But the fact that you kind of have Landry Schmidt in the way of, of a guy that you just drafted at the 10th pick, you, you really want to see what this guy can do. So um, I think that Johnny Davis needs to take advantage of this opportunity. In training camp and preseason, they play the Taipans on the 10th. He needs to go out there and play really, really well and efficient. And, uh, yeah, if Schmidt's not ready, he, he Johnny needs to be ready because – Wes already Wes already was hesitant to say that Johnny would get rotation minutes. You know, he he said he didn't want to set expectations, so he couldn't even say yes or no to uh, a question about Johnny get, being in a rotation, which is just a simple answer. So that that is disappointing that Wes couldn't give a real answer on that. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Yeah, that was the most methodical no. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, yeah, Johnny Davis, um, he's definitely in the spotlight. He's He's got to show something this year, man, because in my humble opinion, man, if he doesn't show something this year, he's on his way out of D.C. Right. You know, obviously, defensive-wise, he could probably stay in the league. But as far as, I mean, if you look at his draft position, you got to see something. You know, you got to see something because there's we're, how much loyalty does his front office have to him? 
He's not their pick. You know, this is year two. And this is so – you say that about a lot of people in this roster, man. This is a shown-out year for a lot of people. You know, we already talked about Wes. Now, I still think he's kind of on the hot seat. I mean, it's a rebuild, but – and then obviously he's being judged in other ways. But I still think that he needs to take a step forward as far as – you know, you already mentioned it, a lot of his adjustments and things he does as far as game-wise. But looking at Johnny, man, he's got to take advantage of it because, you know, look, if you don't drop at least 15 points on a team in Australia <laughs> – I'm just saying, bro, like, we got to reevaluate <laughs> something, man. Like, he's got to show up. And I, I wish that Johnny will have success in D.C., man. You know, I think he's a humble young guy who has shown that he's willing to work, man. But you just get to a point where you want to see some return on your investment, which a draft pick is an investment. They're investing that you're going to be a key part of this team going forward. And if you're still having those struggles, and we know what he can't do, he's not blowing past anybody, but – we want to see that he's improved on his skill set. You know what I'm saying? As far as that, you know, a, a consistent jump shot because he's a scorer. Um, the defense is already there. So, you know, the, the ball is in his court. No pun intended. I mean, it's in his court. You know, I wish him success. But, look, you're also a professional. You know, you've got to play. And he's got to show what he can do when given minutes. So, yeah, you know, with Schmidt being out, he definitely has to capitalize out of anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's one guy I'm looking at. With Gafford being out, we don't have a young big that we're developing. So I would love for us to look at a big in the draft. So next yeah. off, next offseason, we got to attack the big man spot in the, in, in the draft or free agency or something. We got to get some more. We got to just, we just got to get some bodies in there, some more physicality and toughness. I do think we're a finesse team. We do get pushed around a little bit. And um, if Gaff is out a few games, then yeah, Mescal is going to be your starting center. So, uh, but yeah, Johnny Davis is on the clock, man. We got to see what he's going to do. And uh, they didn't draft him. So they're, they're really not tied to him. So this is a make or break year for him, and I'm really, really rooting for him. So uh, we're going to wrap it up. Tomorrow we're going to talk about media day. We're going to react to uh, Kuzma and Poole. Then we'll probably move on to Denny and uh, Johnny, what they had to say, and Corey Kispert. And then something we'll just go down the line for the rest of the guys, and then we'll just go into what we want to look for for next week when they play the Taipans or Taipans. I'm probably mispronouncing it. I'll, I'll look it up and make sure I got it wrong. Get it right for October 10th at 7 p.m. I'm excited for the preseason. I'm excited. I really yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, it's ready All to right, roll. Thank you, guys. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to roll. <laughs> You're excited for the preseason. Yes, sir. All right, I just want to thank you guys for making a Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Make sure you guys subscribe and hit the notification bell. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.